Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle. Chapter 27. Natasha dreamed it was her birthday and that for her present, Papa made her a hot air balloon. Only it was a hot air balloon without the balloon. So it was really just a ball of hot fire. Papa gave her a ball of fire and it scorched her and she woke up with a start. She sat bolt upright, her heart racing. She was clenching her sheets. It was just a dream, she told herself. It was just a dream. Usually after a bad dream, the shudder of it slipped away quickly. Usually the remnants of it seemed silly, no longer scary at all. Not this time, which is why a kid needs parents, she thought. When a kid had a bad dream, a parent was supposed to show up to say, shh, and rub the kid's back. It could be a mother or a father. It didn't matter. Outside in the hall, she heard her sisters being hyper because it was the last day of school. She should get up and be hyper with them. So get up, she told herself. Up and at them. Last day of school. Yeah. Ava knocked on her door and burst into her room without waiting for permission. Natasha, she cried. She leapt onto Natasha's bed and straddled Natasha on her hands and knees. She bounced and made the mattress rock. Her hair tickled Natasha's face. Guess what, Ava said. Guess what, guess what, guess what? Ava, get off, Natasha said. She sputtered, trying to get Ava's hair out of her mouth. Ava bounced more enthusiastically. It jostled the bad dream out of her anyway. I'm not going away until you guess, so guess. Natasha tried to push her off, but Ava was a ball of muscle, skinny but strong. Ugh, fine, she said. Is today the last day of school? Nope, you lose. Except actually you win anyway. She jiggled with excitement. Oh, Natasha said. Ava... You're making me need to pee. Daria, Ava bellowed. She's awake. Get in here and bring the paper. Natasha squirmed out from beneath Ava. She was adjusting her rumpled pajamas when Daria came in and plopped down on the edge of the bed. She thrust a section of the Willow Hill Weekly at Natasha. Look, she said. At what? Natasha groused. Oh, stop being a poopy and look, Ava commanded. She grabbed the paper from Daria and held it an inch from Natasha's eyes. See? Natasha batted it away. Hold on. Sheesh. She arranged herself in a more comfortable position and took the paper. Congratulations to the winners of the Young Writers Contest, read the headline at the top of the page. Hope pressed hard and fast against her ribs. Her gaze flew to Ava, whose eyes danced with excitement. Daria was playing it cool because Daria was Daria, but she raised her eyebrows to form two pleased perks. 
Natasha skimmed the names beneath the announcement. Then she slowed down and read them again. First place, Anicia Russo. Second place, Thomas Burnett. Third place, Skylar Treverton. Her hope came crashing down. She looked at her sisters, not understanding. Are you so happy? Ava asked. Are you so glad I entered your story for you? I didn't win, Natasha said. Well, no, but look. Ava took the paper from Natasha, cleared her throat, and read, with honorary mention to Natasha Block. She lowered the paper. That's you. You're Natasha Block. Let me see, Natasha said. Ava handed it over and pointed to the relevant paragraph. Read it out loud. But you just did. I didn't read all of it. Read the whole thing, Natasha. Below each winner's name was a description of his or her story with comments from the judges. And below that was Natasha's name, really and truly. There were a few sentences about her, how old she was, where she went to school, a quote from her English teacher about what promise she showed. Then from the judges... Miss Block's short story demonstrates a wonderful ear for dialogue and an emotional depth far past her years. A writer to be watched. You're a writer to be watched, Ava crowed. A writer to be watched, Natasha thought. Plus, she had emotional depth and a wonderful ear for dialogue. The praise made her warm. Then she wondered why. If she was a writer to be watched and those other things, did she only get an honorable mention? She felt indignant. Then she looked at her name right there in the Willow Hill Weekly. Forget first or second place or whatever. She was a writer, a real live writer, and it had happened without any wishes at all. At school, Molly gave her a huge hug. Stanley told her how cool it was to see her name in the paper, and she said thanks. She was glad they were able to look each other in the eye again. Raymond Pazeski said it wasn't fair that she was good at math and good at writing, and Belinda Berry said, I remember that poem you wrote in fifth grade about frogs. I'm totally not surprised your story won because that poem rocked. Natasha started to correct her. She didn't win. She just got an honorable mention, but ended up letting it slide. Natasha remembered her frog poem, but she had no idea anyone else did, especially Belinda, who sat on tables and flirted with boys. She would be nicer to Belinda, Natasha decided. Just because Belinda was popular didn't mean she wasn't a possible friend. Claire Stubber gave her a second copy of the newspaper announcement, which Claire's mother had cut out in case Natasha wanted a spare. Benton slapped her palm and said, Keep slinging those words, babe. Natasha cautiously agreed, then asked Molly what bay meant. Oh my gosh, that he likes you, that's all, she blushed. Not like likes you. We're done with that. 
and he should be done with the word bay, but it's his way of saying congratulations, okay? Yes, ma'am, Natasha said. She couldn't suppress her grin. Then Natasha's honorable mention got lost in the tidal wave of last day mania. Summer, no school, hot days and swimming pools. Popsicles, both the healthy all-fruit ones Aunt Vera bought and the decadent haagen ice cream bars Aunt Elena snuck into the freezer. Papa came into closer focus in the summer, too. He came to the house more. He talked more. In the summer, Papa sometimes smiled. Natasha was in English class, thinking about that, when a memory rose to the surface and washed over her, pulling her completely away from the real world. And Nate's smile, Aunt Elena had said. This was several years ago. Natasha was supposed to be in bed, but she'd come down for a glass of water. When she heard Papa's name, she paused outside the kitchen and listened. The way his face lit up when Clara entered the room, Aunt Elena went on. Can't you just see it? Clara made everyone light up, Aunt Vera said. But Nate, the way he looked at her, Aunt Elena's tone grew wistful. I was jealous of them. Did you know that? Not in a bad way. But they were my favorite couple. They were so happy. Sure, until Clara up and left without a word. In my book, that disqualifies them from the happiest couple award. Depression is complicated. You know that. Depression is a luxury. Aunt Elena had sighed. Not everyone's as strong as you are, Vera. So it's my duty to take up the slack, Aunt Vera said. I love those girls. I would throw myself in front of a train for them. But shouldn't that be Clara's job? Natasha had tiptoed back upstairs and lain in a fetal position, pulling her comforter under her chin. She wasn't thirsty anymore. She came out of the memory and was startled by how loud her classmates were. They wore such bright colors. Their smiles were wide and easy. When the final bell rang, the junior high students stormed the halls in a wild, hormone-driven rush towards freedom. Come on, Molly urged. She pulled on Natasha's backpack. All the seventh graders are going to Sweet Treat. The sooner we get there, the more likely we are to get seats away from Daria and her posse. Unless you want to sit with Daria and her posse. I don't, Natasha said. She felt off balance. But you go. Tomorrow we'll spend the whole day together, okay? Okay, Bay, Molly said. She hurried to catch up with the crowd. See you soon, Bay. Love you too, Bay, Natasha called. She stood quietly for a few moments after stepping out of the school building, then started off towards home. Good or bad, happy or sad, at least you're not a blackbird, someone said when she was deep in the forest. Eh? Am I right? Hmm? It was the bird lady. Natasha recognized her raspy voice. Where are you? Natasha said, scanning the surroundings. The bird lady popped out from behind an oak tree. 
She wore a long skirt today, and she swished her hips to make it flutter against her army boots. I'm not wearing my disguise anymore. So I see, Natasha said. Why'd you say at least I'm not a blackbird? Oh my, what did they feed you today? Figgy pudding? The bird lady joined Natasha on the path. You can't be a bird because you're a girl. Natasha shifted her backpack. I know that, but you said it like I should be glad. Why should I be glad I'm not a blackbird? Four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie, the bird lady said. Nobody is going to bake me in a pie, Natasha stated. Stranger things have happened, the bird lady said. Haven't you learned that beneath the ordinary world lies a hidden world? The hidden world can also be good or bad, happy or sad, she nodded. Your mother knows. Natasha's senses went on high alert. What? I said your mother knew. Natasha stepped closer. She smelled green saplings and blackberries and something spicy that prickled her nose. What do you know about my mother? If I tell you, what will you give me in return? I don't know. Anything you want. The bird lady's eyes narrowed. No, she said. Her voice made Natasha shiver. Your three wishes have been used. Don't offer to give anybody anything ever again. Do you promise? Natasha's heart pounded. Do you promise? The bird lady demanded. Sure, yes, whatever. Your mother is gone, the bird lady said. I realized that, Natasha said sharply. But she left you something. The bird lady coyly hid her hands behind her. No, Natasha said. Could sweat beating at cold sweat beaded at the small of her back. If she left something for me, why wouldn't she give it to you? Why would she give it to you? The bird lady unfolded her fingers. A note lay on her palm. It was much larger than the others, more like a letter, really, but with Natasha written in the now familiar handwriting. Do you want it? The bird lady said. Natasha's throat squeezed shut. As you please, the bird lady said, but it's not mine. She turned over her hand and the note fluttered to the ground. Natasha felt faint. Her backpack listed to one side and almost tipped her over. The bird lady vanished. The note remained two feet in front of her. Natasha's breaths were shallow. She didn't want to step into the air where the bird lady had been. She did want the note, though. She squatted and reached for it without allowing herself to move her feet. Her fingertips grazed the paper. Her muscles strained. One more stretch, and she had it.